Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 16, Episode 1, titled Rate a Queen, Part 1. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one top-rated co-host from the podcast Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Please say... No one wants to be pork chop. To Mr. Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan. <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs> Look, no one wants to be a pork chop, Nathan. <laughs> they don't. No one, no one wants to be a pork chop. Nathan's a terrible actor. <laughs> Guys, I forgot to pull the clip. And so I told Nathan, I go, look, this is what the clip is. I just forgot to pull it. I already knew what it was. And now he's pretending to react to it. <laughs> I will say, I've done this with Taylor, and Taylor is pretty good at it. Taylor's good at do- faking his like, Yelp, where Taylor goes like, ah! you know, and he does like weird... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just do that. Yeah, Taylor's really good at that. Anyway, uh, hello, Nathan Patrick Brown. Welcome to season 16 of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Wow. Can you believe we've been doing this for 16 years? Crazy. 16 years. I'm almost legally for me, for me to date my own show. Oi. <laughs> almost. Anyway, Nathan Patrick Brown, how are you? What is going on? You and I just had a very, I don't know why I asked you this. We had a very long uh, conversation over at um, uh, what? Oh, just between us ghouls. No, no, that's for hello. Just, girls. just between us girls. Yeah. Uh, over at uh, you can get that at Patreon if you join at the executive tier and above, or if you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you just go right, it's right there by the um, title of the show. Right, when you open up the podcast, subscribe. I believe it's like six dollars or something a month. You get just between us girls. You get any anything the executive tier gets for the most part. That's what you get over uh, on Apple Podcasts. Do it. It'll be a good time. And um, also, by the way, Patreon.com, if you want the show without commercials, uh, you want it early, you want uh, some oftentimes too, some, uh, this happens more often than you think, they get a longer version of the show because... Maybe a host says something that they don't want on the public feed, but they don't mind on the Patreon feed. That happens frequently, by the way. Uh, so go over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and at the premium level and above, you get all those benefits. But Nathan, let's jump right into the show, unless you have some big things you want to talk about before we get into the show. No, but... Yeah? No, I don't. That was one of my classic bits. Yeah, one of your classic Nathan. By the way, oh, I will say this. This is not a good selling point for Just Between Us Girls. Uh, I open up. I'm like, you know what? I always talk too fucking much. So I open up this Just Between Us Girls. I go, Nathan, how are you? And he's like, fine. <laughs> and I go, oh, weren't you on a cruise? Yeah. What happened on the cruise? Mm, not a lot. And I was like, oh, right. Well, that's. So I had to tell, I'm not even joking, guys. I had to tell a story and stretch it out about how uh, I had a bad dream and my uh, maybe an ear infection. That's literally what this week's. It was fascinating. It was fascinating. It was, it was great. We did talk about magic, which I will say you should have brought up the mentalist earlier because I felt myself nerding out about magic and mentalism. I almost even did a mentalism trick for you, but I was like, no, we're oh, running late. That would have been great. Yeah. yeah, well. If only you didn't yeah, talk but- for 20 minutes about your fucking dream. Well, yeah, because seven <laughs> minutes in, uh, this Nathan, I was like, oh, so, guys, you're good. If you want to hear, this is, let me do the change the ad. 
if you want to hear me struggling to make conversation with Nathan Brown for the first seven minutes of Just Between Us Girls, go over to patreon.com slash afterthought media and join at the executive level and above. But let's jump into another pointless uh, exercise, another exercise in futility. This week, seven girls prance into the workroom, pose the house down, and showcase their talents in the spring break talent show. On the runway category is reveal yourself in a twist. No one is eliminated and the queens rank each other to decide the top two queens of the week. Safira and Q lip sync for the win and Safira Crystal reigns supreme. Nathan Patrick Brown, what did you think of the lip sync? What did you think of this twist? What did, and did the right queen win? Yeah, I love the lip sync. I think the right queen won. I loved the the titty bib bouncing on the floor, like to the beat of the song. Like you can't beat that. That was hilarious. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Mm-hmm. So I have a whole thing that I wrote here. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is essentially like, yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Right? It was fine. But here's the deal. We already saw, and we'll talk about this when we get to the talent show, the, the this Safira. She's already repeating things that she did in her lips in her talent show. Like, oh yeah, and I and, and you know I watched this show two times. I watch it once for fun. That's what mm-hmm. I did last night, and then this morning I watched it to take notes. And I noticed um, she did it at some other point too. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of her thing where she does the slow. Maybe it was during the photo shoot. Where she does the slow slide into a split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, like, this is the danger, and we will talk about it, I guess, during the talent show segment, is even though she did, I will say she had a really good talent show segment. I really liked it. But when you do d- your moves in the talent show, which most of the girls do because they're doing some sort of, like, um, self-aggrandizing lip sync number... Like, where are you going to go when you have to lip sync for your life? Yeah, but they're coming off last year where Anitra did the duck walk in her talent show and then she duck walked to the finale with it. Yeah, but here's the deal. One, she did the duck walk. But two, what really sold Anitra's... Wasn't Anitra the one that did the karate? Yeah. Yeah, I think the the karate is what sold it. The <laughs> duck walk was something. I mean, it was part of it, and RuPaul kept making a joke about it. You better walk that fucking duck. But the karate was what made it more, what made it different. Yeah. So, and and Anitra also here's the deal too. If you're comparing, I know what you're saying. They're going to compare themselves to Anitra, but even Anitra at the end, we were seeing her do a lot of the same shit. Uh-huh. Kept doing the duck walk, and she's very talented at this. She was sort of the surprising person at how talented she was and had more tricks in her um, arsenal than we thought uh, that she might have. But anyway. Um, you also asked about the, the rating and all that shit. Like, yeah, I kind mm-hmm. of liked it. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of a fun twist. I would, I don't know if I want to see it every episode or if this is just going to be for like the double premiere. But I'm, I, kind of, I kind of think when Rue's not- judging and ranking the girls himself mm-hmm. she's really fucking good at being a judge and actually critiquing people so i i thought it felt free and easy did you like the twist uh not to harken back to another old co-host you actually believe this is real <laughs> well the, I, I, yeah i'm feeding into the illusion of it yeah okay We'll feed into the illusion. I don't think it's real at all. Now, look, if it happens to go the way the producers want it to go, uh, sure, mm-hmm. right? But I think 
we don't ever see then show show the results mm. or maybe they you know what i didn't watch this untucked maybe did they do did they show it on untucked i didn't think so i didn't catch it if they did yeah uh like i would say show the results show them because i don't know if you saw i don't know if it was this week or last week but in recently you remember joe black from drag race uk oh yeah yeah i guess he did an article where he talked about how drag race can actually give away money on the bbc oh they can yes he said you can give away money on the bbc if you can guarantee that it's fair a fair competition oh yeah can't do that yeah so that's why they don't even though i think i read that they might be doing money next season uh yeah so he was kind of insinuating that because of producer um interference and whatnot that's why drag race can't uh give away money yeah well you know what life's not fair so life's life's not fair so anyway what i'm saying is they they interfere a lot on this show and of course they're gonna be like yeah this vote means nothing hey (laughs) if you were like we don't care if you were a drag queen contestant would you just be Mm -hmm. rigor mortising it and just putting who you're like the weakest competition up the top and then the people who did good that week ranking them last i think what i would if i were a contestant okay so th- this is actually strangely tangentially connected to the big rant. Not I don't know if the rant I want to go on the big speech I want to give later. This is going to. Well, I might as well just do the speech now, so we can get into this. But go let me it. make sure we get into this, okay? Make sure we get into what your question is. Here's my thing with the talent show. So the talent show, a lot of the queens, not all the queens, but a lot of the queens do a show where they talk about how fierce they are and there are like how there's different things they can talk about. It's, 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 they're like these self-promoting songs, mm-hmm. but a lot of them is here's who I am. And sometimes maybe if they're a look queen, here's how sexy I am or here's how, and forgive me, but this is often the subject of it. Here's how much I really look like a woman and can fool straight men. Mm-hmm. Here's how sickening I am. Here's how goofy I am. Whatever they they want their brand to be, and they and so what they're doing is they're using this to showcase and tell you and tell RuPaul and tell the judges, look, I am uh, worthy of being here. And the problem with that is, bitch, you are on RuPaul's Drag Race, the fucking Olympics of drag, as they call it. Okay, you don't need to tell us that you are a basic talented queen. Okay, (laughs) that's how you got on this show. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me of like, you know, when you do stand up comedy. So a lot of stand up comedy, in fact, this is this is good advice for stand up comedy. If you ever want to do stand up comedy, this is like solid advice that you would hear from a pro, which is your first five minutes that you ever write should be hilarious jokes about who you are what your brand is, maybe your family, maybe your job. It's about you. You have mm-hmm. to sell yourself in the first five minutes. Then you expand to your 10 minutes, and then that's going to include friends. and blah, blah. You're going to keep expanding your circle. And then as you get more well-known, you know, once you're famous, you don't have to go – once you're famous, you don't have to go on there and be like – like Gabriel Iglesias doesn't have to go out there and be like, hey, guys, I'm Mexican and I'm fat. Okay, because people <laughs> yeah, okay. know people know who he is. And that's what that's what makes stand-up comedy in a little bit of a way 
easier as you get more famous because the audience already knows your brand. They know who you are. So you can just get to the good stuff right away. But when you're not a famous stand-up comic and you're just going out to a crowd who doesn't know who the fuck you are, those first five minutes have mm-hmm. to be selling who you are. I'll give you a good example. Our friend Lori Roggenkamp has a joke that I, an opener that I make fun of a lot where she said, this is when it was back in 2006 when I met her, Uh-oh. that the joke used to be, hi, I'm Lori and I'm a virgin, but I don't think I'm the kind of virgin the terrorists think of when they're crashing into buildings. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So that is a funny fucking joke. You've just said who you are. You've said, um, you know, basic things about you. And so when I used to do stand-up comic, now, by the way, it's kind of hacky, but it gets into who you are. So when I was doing stand-up, I, this is such a hacky joke. I was new, right? I would do hacky jokes. But I used to be, oh, hey, you know, I'm gay and Mexican. That means I can decorate your house and clean it for you, too. <laughs> okay? That's good. The, the mean fake laugh. So the point is, again, it's a terrible joke, and I hated I even hated it then. But... Now they know who I am. Yeah. And then you go on jokes that build on that, and those jokes are hopefully better. But they but but they but they do that. So that would be as if like Gabriel Iglesias, we'll use him again, or well, who's another person we can use? Why don't we use uh Chris Rock? Mm-hmm. If Chris Rock went out there and went like, hi, I'm Chris Rock. <laughs> like, I'm black. And I scream a lot, right? I, I, I'm lot. I pace around the stage. I used to be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, we all know this. Why are you? Why are you doing this? And that's essentially when these queens are going out there and being like, "I'm sickening. My looks are great. I can dance. I'm a good drag queen. I can do all that." We're like. Yeah, bitch, we know that. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. And if they all say it, it sort of doesn't have any meaning. Yes. And we've heard it a thousand times. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's why when you have someone like Safira or Q go out there and they do opera, she didn't go out there and say, like, hi, I'm Safira. I'm a really fierce drag queen and I don't conserve looks. No, she went out there and sang opera. She changed the lyrics that were funny, mm-hmm. you know, and she did drag queen moves while doing the thing. Q just went out there and did a fucking puppet show, essentially, a black, a black light puppet puppet show. That's why, that's why they were the top. They didn't go out there and say, you know, does RuPaul go out every fucking week and go, <laughs> like, you know, like it's not like <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me find this here. I have it here. Hi, everyone. It's me, RuPaul. <laughs> you know me. I had that hit song, uh, Supermodel. Remember that song? And you remember uh, I started a show called RuPaul's Drag Race? This is RuPaul's Drag Race, where every week we have a competition, and the girls compete in challenges, and uh, we judge them, and then uh, they have to lip sync for their life. And we do that every week. Uh-huh. It's a great show. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm the most famous drag queen that ever lived. And this is this is Michelle Visage. We're best friends. And we've known each other for, oh my God, Michelle, for how long have we known each other? <laughs> yeah, and this is Carson Quest. Remember he was on um, that uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Yeah, that's him. And now he's on this <laughs> show and he likes horses. 
and he makes corny jokes. Oh, and look, there's Charlize Theron. Remember, she made herself ugly for that movie Monster, and then she was that spy that kicked ass, and uh, and then she watched her mom shoot her abusive dad or something, stepdad or something. That was a whole other. What she movie was that? About that? What movie was that? That's her real life. Oh, That's her fuck. real life. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember that? No, they don't go on and explain who they... You've made it on RuPaul's Drag Race. We yeah. know you're a good drag queen. You don't have to tell us you're a good drag queen. What was the question you had for me? Because I remember it related to that. How would you rank the queens if you were a contestant? So, that's the thing, is knowing that, telling you what I just told you, when you go on this show, you're not, you're, you're not going... It's not real life. You are going on a fake show... That's about how good you are at this competition. It's so funny that you brought that question up. I just saw this Lady Bunny mm-hmm. on the Delta Work Show. I think it was the 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 the, the finally Delta. What's her, what's the name of this? Very show, Delta. Very <laughs> very Delta. Okay. <laughs> and she made a really good point: is that you know there's is a difference between a really being a really good. We've made this, but she made it in a different way that we've made this point. That there's a difference between a really good drag queen and being on this show. That this is a reality television show. That the fact so the fact that like that she used Nina West and somebody else as a thing. But like it, it, it when you go on a drag, you know what that actually answers the what I was just talking about. When you go on a, when you're on a drag show, you just want to see if they're good at fucking drag. You don't care that the, they pretend to be in drag that their parents don't know they were in drag. <laughs> you don't. They, no one goes out there to like you know, dance some disco number, and then they're like, oh, by the way, everybody, um, uh, my dad died after I borrowed some money from him or something like that and then for the show, and he doesn't know how to drag. Like, th- th- are you good at fucking drag or not? That's what yeah. she judges. And that you don't can't judge drag by whether people are good on Drag Race. That said, going to answer your question, I would realize I'm on a fucking game show. I am not in a real drag competition. It is a it is a reality show that disguises itself as a competition. So knowing that, just to answer your question, I would suss out who do the producers like? Who do I think that they're ah. favorite? Who did RuPaul laugh at the most? And then I would pick those two people. I would subtly show the producers that I am a team player. Thank you. Yeah, that's smart. Well... Try doing a podcast for 16 years. <laughs> 16 years. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Why don't we just do this? And we just did this to clear the air. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're actually going to talk about the episode. Cool. are back nathan patrick brown i have a question for you uh the workroom entrances we have uh time to meet half of this season's root girls the first seven from uh and so first up from kansas city we have q she's 26 uh well you know i'm not gonna go one by one were there any drag queens who came in that really stood out to you uh well no not really (laughs) they I'd already watched the, them walk in through the Meet the Queens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then as we saw more of it this episode, I actually liked a lot of them a lot more than I thought I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as Amanda walked in, I was like, I'm going to hate this fucking bitch. But she turned out to be not that bad, personality-wise. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. Amanda, when she... I'm going I'm to tell you something. I could see maybe she grew on me a little bit more this episode as the episode went on. 
But I'm going to stick to the, the, the workroom entrance. She gave me the ick like nobody's <laughs> fucking business. I just did not like her. She was annoying. Uh, she was just weird. I didn't like it. Uh, she grew on me a little bit. I go back. I go hot and cold with this, Amanda. I hate the name. Oh, yeah. And I hate the name. And there's something about her. Just, I just wouldn't like her. I just even out of the, the the out of the boy drag I don't like in the boy drag I don't like her and the girl drag I don't like her. Uh, it's so funny because she goes, oh, I just kind of have this nineteen. Is she the one that says she's very nineteen eighties? Oh yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like there there were shitty parts of the nineteen eighties, and she sort of has embodied a lot of those <laughs> shitty parts of the nineteen. Like, I don't like her. Like AIDS. Yeah. What? AIDS, yeah, yeah, yeah. AIDS was a really good. That was pretty shitty. That's pretty shitty. I can't think of hilarious jokes right now. From I'm not Taylor. You know this Taylor. You you bring up the '80s, and he will have like, oh, when Meshock Taylor left designing women, he'll have like a list of things he didn't like about the '80s. Like I move forward, Nathan. I don't look back. So I'm like, I don't know. Things happened in the '80s. Yeah. Okay. The end. I'm not going to be like Gary Hart resigning <laughs> from the presidential election. I don't know who that is. I don't care. Exactly. So why would why are we why are we even talking about it? All right. Uh, yeah, she gives me the ick. Anybody else you want to talk about? No. I do. Let me tell you about this morphine love Dion. <laughs> Captain Eyebrows. Yeah. This morphine love Dion. Let me tell you. I hate her. <gasps> hate her? I hate her. Hate her, hate her. And you know, she comes in, and you know, actually, producer Zach actually worked on her quote. She wrote, The beauty and the booty <laughs> is here. Let me tell you what. You know, and you know who she reminds me of, and she did the same shit too, that said the same thing, is this Naisha Lopez. Oh, yeah. I don't like this Naisha Lopez. <laughs> I never liked her. Never. I have never liked her i didn't like her on the original season i didn't like her on this all stars i don't like i don't like her i don't like if i saw her at the bank i wouldn't like her i don't like her okay i just don't i see her on this uh this uh the roscoe's thing i don't like her on those i don't like her okay don't like nasha lopez <laughs> but i think isn't she originally a florida girl i think she's since moved to la but i think she's a florida girl oh maybe so is this so is this morphine morphine love Dion, right? What a horrible name, first of all. Mm-hmm. Right? Why would you call yourself morphine, right? So like, because I was like thinking like, yeah, I'm glad because she puts me to sleep. This morphine, like that's just like the real drug. Like I don't like her. Well, she said it was from the Born This Way video clip. Remember, she's that one. I don't know, but I don't even. I anyway, I don't. I don't know. I'm not into that. I don't know what she's talking about, right? But let me tell you. Okay. Yeah. She does this thing. She's annoying. But here's the deal. Here is the deal, especially with from what we've seen of the first half of season 16. So I don't know about the second half. As much as I hate her, as much as I don't like her in this whole episode, I'll be seeing horrible things about her. Okay? Uh-huh. We need her. Because if she's not there, this is, this, and this is going off only the first seven. I haven't seen the second half. This would be so fucking boring, this show. Can, can I defend her for a minute? Sure, go ahead. Terrible drag, horrible drag queen. So fucking funny. I was I was laughing at some of her lines and just her bitchiness. And I, I agree, we need her. We need her. The show. Look, as much as because the only look, look when people people may not know this outside of the afterthought world, 
The, but the, one of the things that everyone loves at Afterthought, that please subscribe, maybe you guys don't like it, is they love when I go on these rants about Dustin Lance Black or Soju <laughs> or Todrick Hall or uh, – I don't know who – I don't know the other people. They, they know more than I do. So the fact that there is another one with this morphine, <laughs> you know, that's what makes the – the second she's gone, I mean, what am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk about – the, the the tsunami or whatever her name is. <laughs> what is it about morphine that's turned you off, though? Like, what what is it that I you hate the most? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't. I, I hate her. You're talking about how she says her funny lines. I don't think it is. Well, I think it's funny how she's like, I'm all about the booty. I got the BBL, and then she turns around, and there's just this tiny little butt. Like, it's not even that big. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, sh- the, 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 the Saphir is like, I just eat Big Macs, look at my butt, you know? And uh, the other, somebody else who has a better butt than her, too, I don't remember uh-huh. who it is, uh-huh. who are like, oh, yeah, this is just my real butt. Yeah, no. And I look, I have. I don't want to waste, I don't want to pull Lori and blow my load right here, okay? I have more things to say about this morphine, but just initial thought, just her walking in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, anybody mm-hmm. else? No, they all seemed fine, honestly. They they seemed fine. I want to talk about this Dawn, all right? (laughs) What's wrong with Dawn? First of all, somebody on the Discord said that, oh, Joe's going to be in love with her. No. No. Okay? She looks like she has dirt under her fingernail. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And I don't know why. Maybe she doesn't. And it also looks like she has freckles where she shouldn't have freckles. Like, I'm going to be like, who has freckles in their ass crack? Like, it's going to be like, I mean, there's freckles everywhere. And I'm just like, and I, I love freckles. But uh-huh. just like, it'll be like, that's weird. There's a freckle. There's a bunch of freckles there. It's just weird, right? That said, she seems very nice. I do hate the the trend where people have things in their ears that aren't earrings, but they're like just. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking a household key. object. She's hanging yeah. a key. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. He's a key from there. And it's like, okay, we get it. Well, you're leading to my point, which my point is this. And this is not her fault. I'm, gonna, I'm being honest. I actually do think, because I'm gonna, what I'm going to say sounds like I'm putting the onus on her. I'm not. I think as Willow is being her authentic self. Did you say Willow? Okay. Well, <laughs> You're making my point. You're making my point, right? This Dawn, I didn't even do that on purpose. This Dawn, I think, <laughs> is being her authentic self. I really do. I, I, think, I don't think she's putting, I don't think she's trying to be anybody. I think she wants to be her own person. You know, you know what it reminds me of? I knew this guy. I actually hooked up with him too. But I knew this guy who wanted, he was so boring and he wanted to be interesting. So, to be interesting, he didn't know how to be interesting. So the, in order to be interesting, he would wear like super wacky clothes and be wacky. Uh-huh. And I'm like, don't, just, just be you. Don't, you don't want to be wacky and wear a fucking yellow zoot suit where you go somewhere. <laughs> just be you. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with this uh, Dawn is like she has a key from here ear. That doesn't seem authentic. But like, but for the most part, it's based on the drag that I've seen. I think she's a very talented drag queen. I think she's trying to be who she is. But what I'm saying, and I, even that like Freudian slip I made, is that the casting people are like, oh, she's the next Willow Pill. Uh-huh. She's Willow Pill. 
This is our Willow Pill. What's the deal with like Brooklyn Queens? Like, is that like a, a badge of honor to Brooklyn say Heights, you're from right? Brooklyn? No. <laughs> no. I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody wrote to me. Somebody wrote to me on this Instagram, and they were like, I think it's this guy Scott. He's like, are you watching this Canada? And he starts going on about Canada. He writes to me and Taylor. By the way, Taylor didn't even respond to him. Wow. He writes to me about Canada, how great Canada is this season. And maybe it is. But I will never watch this fucking Canada. I can't stand this Brooklyn Heights. I don't like her. <laughs> don't like someone from Brooklyn. She's from fucking Canada. Right? And uh, they don't like her. And I can't stand her. Do you know as a joke, the afterthoughts last year got me uh, uh, a cameo from this Brooklyn? Yeah. Did you hate it? Anyway. Not that it was very nice that they did it, but I was like, ugh. So, the, 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 and I go, and so I was very polite, and I said, oh, no, you know, I'm not watching. I go, I don't really like this Brooklyn Heights. Then he writes me another message. Oh, you should really watch it. This Brooklyn, she's changed so much. And then he goes, something about, they did a special, like, the story of Brooklyn. Oh. An episode where the Queens had an act of the story of Brooklyn Heights. Do you, I would, I I can't think of thing. I would rather slide down a razor blade and land on a tub of alcohol than watch an episode where Brooklyn, the story, I have to watch. I would literally, if someone said you have to cover Canada and you have to do this episode, I would end the podcast. I'm not being funny. I'm not being hyperbolic. I would say, nope, well, then the podcast is over Uh uh because I will not watch that episode. Okay. But so my question was like with Dawn, she's like, I'm the ethereal fairy queen from brooklyn and i feel like everyone who's from brooklyn is very like pro brooklyn like yeah yeah in my mind as a visitor tourist it's just new york you know what i mean but like is it very different manhattan dragon brooklyn dragon queens drag like is it i don't know i'm not from new york but here's what i'll say i just saw this tiktok that was about the gentrification of brooklyn and about how you know even just a matter of a few years ago 10 15 years ago um, people used to be embarrassed to live in Brooklyn. Oh, really? I mean, it was sort of like saying, like, I don't have the money to live in the city. I remember, gosh, how long ago that was? Maybe about 20 years ago, I was like, what do you call it? Like online relationship? I wouldn't call it relationship. Catfishing? Online fucking, no, catfishing. <laughs> online um, just whatever with a guy from Brooklyn. And he was, he was, I will give him this. He was one of the early, like, I don't give a shit that people make fun of me. I'm from Brooklyn. I think it's cool. Right. Oh, so were you like jacking off online with him or something? Yes. And then hey. he came out to LA. He came out to LA and we hooked up and blah, 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 blah. And he went back. Right? Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only met him one time, but he did come out to LA and we did hook up. But he was early. He was an early, early, early adopter of, um, he was truly the, he lived in Brooklyn before it was cool. Right. right? Okay. But now it's become so gentrified. So it's such a thing. That I'm like, I think that's the sort of the thing. So I don't know anything. I don't live in New York, and I'm sure someone could tell me. Maybe if Aja listens, she can explain in detail <laughs> the differences. But I don't yeah. know that much about it. But because last I heard, when Miranda on Sex and the City was moving to Brooklyn, it was like the whole world was fucking cum- yeah. crumbling down. But now it's yeah, cool. yeah. Now it's a cool place okay. to live. It's a very very hip place to live. Any other thoughts on any other drag queens? Yeah, they seem fine. I like Safira. Tsunami's not that annoying. You know, mm-hmm. pretty good for an entrance. You know, I will say for being Candy Muse's drag daughter, she hasn't bugged me too much. You know, yeah, we're, exactly. we're on episode one. We're only in episode one. 
but whatever. All right, for the mini challenge, the verse video message of the season plays and RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's photo shoot mini challenge. The queens will come to Ru's front porch and pose the house down. After each queen poses for the ring doorbell camera, they're confronted by nosy neighbor Love Connie. All right, your thoughts on this mini challenge? I thought it was a nice twist to do the the ring doorbell camera thing, but also I think it was just an excuse to have Rue sit down for the whole challenge because, you know, he's, he's getting on in age. And I also mm-hmm. am a bit upset we, we lose a pit crew member holding a fake camera. So, that's that's upsetting. Mm-hmm. But, they, I mean, the winning photo didn't look like that much. No one super awed me. In this in this whole section, I was mo- I was mostly distracted by Rue in that like Donald Duck outfit. I don't know if it's just because I came off of the. I have a theory. You, what, what is it? And you may not get this, and anyone under thirty five might not get this. I think this is a, th- a weird theory. I think it was a spin on the nineteen seventy sitcom Three's Company and a character named Mister Furley. Played by Don Knotts. This is my theory. Here's why. Because Love Connie. So, okay. So, Three's Company was this sitcom about a guy who lived with two girls in an apartment at a time in the 70s where that was seen as bad. Mm -hmm. So, he pretended to be gay, even though he wasn't gay. And during the run of the show, there were two sets of landlords. The first set, and they were very popular, were the Ropers, a man and a wife. And the man was just like this grumpy old man and then his wife was his oversexed in fact even in p-town every year they do a mrs roper party right and everyone dresses mrs roper and she had like a red afro and chunky necklaces and moo-moos okay she always wore and she was oversexed always horny okay i feel love connie was giving a version of that okay okay? because unless she's like the typical sitcom neighbor and the so the Ropers leave Three's Company, and they bring in a new landlord, and that's Mr. Furley, played by Don Knotts. And he comically always wore these, like, um, really outlandish, colorful, crazy jumpsuits mm-hmm. kind of thing, or weird suits. If you saw the suits that he... Now, they were more like leisure suits, but if you saw the clothes that he wore, it was sort of in that same sort of vein... And so I'm wondering if the original thing was to go for like a 70s sitcom sort of feel. I don't know. Okay. But it is weird that uh, they were both giving sort of a Three's Company reference. Now, maybe that's not what it was. Maybe he was giving Charles Nelson Riley realness, you know, Charles Nelson realness. Uh, who knows? But it mm-hmm. was a very weird outfit. Thank you. Yeah. And, and this Love Connie, is she just like always on the lot? Like, Let me tell you about this Love Connie. <laughs> And I don't blame her. First first of all, let me give my opinion on this thing. It was so boring. Did you know, I think I told you this last night, I kept falling asleep during this part. I'm not even joking. Literally falling asleep. And um, it was boring. There was nothing interesting. It wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't even obvious to me that was not enough that they were taking pictures of them. I didn't get that part, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. But I think RuPaul just didn't want to be in the same room with these fucking bitches and have to make awkward conversations. So mm. now this put a separation where he was only talking to them through this ring doorbell thing. Yeah. And so he didn't have to sit there and make awkward conversation with them as they wet, got ready to shoot. One. Two, it was boring. Three, this love Connie. I'm going to tell you something. I actually think she's very talented. Yeah. Okay? And actually, earlier, Nathan and I 
how to talk about magic. And I'm going to talk a little bit about magic. It's going to relate to my love Connie point, which is, so in magic, there are different kinds of fields of, I don't mean like Harry Potter magic. I mean like magician who does card tricks magic. Yeah. And so there are magicians who do mentalism. There are magicians who do big stage illusions. There are magicians who only do card tricks. There are magicians who only do coin magic. There are magicians who only do parlor magic, close-up magic. There's so many different kinds of magic. And one of the fields, one, and it is a specialty, is children's magic. Magic for children. And the reason I bring that up is, so when I was a practicing magician, I would I would call myself a card magician, even though I did, and they can often overlap, dabble in mentalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I actually, Nathan asked me a question if I ever did mentalism, and I never answered it on Just Between Us Girls. I'll answer it here. One of the reasons I don't do mentalism, and I feel, because I only feel you can really do mentalism in a professional atmosphere, because if I did mentalism for my friends, they would go like, well, fuck you. I know you can't read my mind. Yeah. You know, you yeah. fucking, you do a drag race recap podcast <laughs> yeah. reading people's minds, right? <laughs> but in a professional setting, you don't know this guy's background. Uh-huh. So you're like, whatever, I'll buy into it. So the reason I bring that up is sometimes people will come to me and say like, oh, my kid's having a sixth birthday party. Will you come and do magic? And it's kind of insulting because they associate magic with something children could like. And I, I just wouldn't be able to. They mm-hmm. wouldn't understand my card tricks. They wouldn't understand anything. And I don't know how to deal with children. So, no, I can't do that. But they 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 pigeonhole, oh, all magicians can do magic for children. Even though that's a whole own specialized field of magic. That said, Love Connie is a very talented uh, improv uh, queen. I believe she comes out of the groundlings which is very character-based improv, okay? Okay. And so that means Love Connie is a character that she probably developed at the Groundlings, but that she's nurtured and created this character. So when she's being Love Connie, that is her character, because she can do anything as Love Connie. But now they're bringing her back to do things almost like, well, you're you're the funny drag queen, and RuPaul doesn't want to deal with the queens or be funny. You go be funny. So I don't so Love Connie was ineffective in this, but I don't blame Love Connie. Just the way I don't blame um Willow Dawn. You know, <laughs> I do, I don't I don't blame um Love Connie. I think it's a shitty gig. She loves the exposure. Everybody would. It's mm-hmm, great for mm-hmm. her exposure. It's great to build who she is. I appear regularly in drag RuPaul's drag race, blah, 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 blah. But I do think it's kind of insulting how they treat this. Uh, very accomplished, very talented comedian. Thank you. Yeah, and I miss a dunk tank. Like let's let's dunk these bitches. I want to get them their costumes ruined and humiliated. Oh yeah, but that's that's, that's the thing too. Maybe that's why I didn't get that it was a photo shoot challenge. It was like it wasn't consistent, you know. So like you're right. It's not like oh we're gonna blow feathers at you. Oh yeah. we're gonna put you in a dunk tank. Oh we're not gonna like you know, put a wind machine. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to have you pose in front of a Ring doorbell camera. Yeah. Do you think it was it- sponsored content from Ring? Oh. Possible. Very, very possible. My Into the Woods nerds really like that. Reference. I was like, what is that from? That's from something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, maxi challenge. Rue returns to the workroom to crown Safira the winner of the mini challenge and announce this week's maxi challenge, the MTV Spring Break talent show. But wait. Rue announces two surprises. Immunity is back, and the queens will be judging each other this week using Rate a Queen. It's Elimination Day, and the queens prepare their looks. The girls talk about the Rate a Queen strategy. Morphine reveals she had a BBL, but admits her ass pales in comparison to Safira's all-natural booty. A doorbell rings, and guest judge Charlize Theron... How do you say Is it Theron or Theron? Maybe Theron. Uh, strolls into the workroom to drop off some sweet treats. Later, Q shares the struggle of being gay in a small town, and Morphine reveals her parents, who she lives with, do mm. not know she does drag. Lots to talk about here, Nathan. Uh, what are your big thoughts here? We need to talk about Morphine living with her parents and them mm. not knowing she does drag. Because, like, do they yeah. have eyeballs? What's going on in that yeah. household? Yeah. She looks like an unfinished puppet. <laughs> Like, well, I should say Muppet. Like, you know when they make a Muppet and it's a girl, but they, they don't have to put the hair on yet? Mm-hmm. And like, you, know, you know what? You know what? I figured out who she looks like. Who? The girl Eminem. Oh, my God. Yes. You, when she's in boy drag, <laughs> she looks like the girl Eminem. Yes. She looks like the girl Eminem. That's who she looks like. And if her parents are living with the girl Eminem, like... Uh, yes. They know, surely. I could see... You know, I've seen this Delta work out of drag. Mm-hmm. We all have, right? But I've seen her in person out of drag. Actually, I've never seen her out of drag in person. I don't know what I just said that. Okay. So, but we've seen her... We've all seen her out of drag. And the transformation that Delta work does is amazing. Okay? But if Delta work said, you know, I never leave the house in drag or come in drag my parents don't know mm-hmm. i'd buy it same thing with this candy music with a katya a lot of these drag queens well, they they do <laughs> present as boy but this morphine <laughs> in her boy look like i told you looks like the girl eminem yeah she looks all the time like she's just a step away from being like it's like she's an under a drag understudy. She has to be there ready in case the drag queen. <laughs> she's in full B just in case. <laughs> yeah, and full B just in case you know. Uh, she's on uh, the swing. The drag track. queen couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I I I saw that she said this, and I was like, "What the fuck is?" I, she's lying to us. They know, and she's just trying to set up a storyline for like. I don't know, for for a makeover challenge when her dad comes and he's like, what? Where am I? You know? Yeah, like, and then she goes, well, here's the thing, too, is, you know, it takes three or week, three or four weeks to film this show. Where do they think she is? Yeah, where do they think she is? Because also, too, here's the, I could see maybe covering if you know how long you're going to be gone, right? But once you're eliminated, they just send you right back home. So she's like, oh, yeah, I came back early from this thing I was going to? <laughs> like what did, what did she say where did she say she was going and wouldn't they be like mijo we haven't spoken to you in like like in other words i could see if she went somewhere and she's like oh i'm going to houston for work yeah like okay well we'll just talk about it. but they, she, they can't talk to her so what did she say that i'm gonna go to a place and you can't talk with me yeah it's very fishy and i don't mean that in the derogatory sense here's the deal too as a latino man who's very, and all Latinos, I was going to say, who lives with his parents, but not even beyond that, is 
it's a very family based uh, culture. Uh huh. So, like, her living with her parents makes sense in Latino culture, but also them being very involved in her life and to the point where, like, I I don't think I could get away with, and I don't even my brother. I don't think my brother who doesn't even live here. Who has a family on his own, if he told my parents, you're not going to be able to talk to me for three weeks, they would be like, what? Like, no. What? They would, like, not. They, they That wouldn't happen. It doesn't make any sense. Or if you're going out every night, mm-hmm. leaving at 9 p.m., coming back at 2 a.m., yeah. are they asking questions? Like, Joe, could you get away with it without your parents saying, like, where, are, where have you been? Well, also because I imagine, too, it's more than just. I mean, imagine you have to leave, like, at 6 or 7. And where does she keep all her clothes? She must have a storage cage or something somewhere. It's a mystery. But you have to go and you have to get ready and you have to like, um, then that means she has to completely de-drag, go back to the storage place, put it away at three in the morning or whatever. You know what I think it is, is, well, no, because I was going to say maybe she doesn't go up that much, but it seemed like she was like well known enough that other drag queens knew her. So it seems like. Well, I mean, she her, is out. Her drag's not that great, so I mean, her, she, her runway presentation was a towel dress. So maybe every night she's just walking out in a towel dress, being like, oh, "I just got out of the shower," and then she just or leaves. Do you think she's just like a popular bedroom Instagram queen? Yeah, maybe with a lock on the door. Yeah, lock on the door, and she's there like, "Why didn't you keep playing the new Beyonce song?" <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "They know, they know she might be like queer, right?" At least. I think that they said that they knew she was gay, but they just don't talk about that part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, look, they have to fucking know. That, that part I would not even. The, no. the, the, the doing drag, I want, maybe with a lot of work, they know she's not doing drag, right? But the, no, they have to know she's fucking gay. That part, she can't hide. She can't hide. All right, let's talk about this Charlize Theron. Did you have any uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I don't. I've never really thought of her as, like, one of the divas that we'd get excited for, like, coming into mm-hmm. the workroom entrance to, like, start a season. Not just, like, pop in for mm-hmm. Untucked, but to actually start a season and have, like, a pep talk. Like, you know, when Anne Hathaway did the Zoom call, I was like, this is yeah. this is an odd link. I didn't think Charlize was one of the girls, but she, she was very What's pretty. What's funny is if Anne Hathaway would have done it now, it would have made more sense because I know she's, like, killing the gays with this Eileen movie. Oh, I'm not familiar. It's a particular. First of all, it's a very gay-friendly movie, I should say, and uh, but also there's this one shot that she does uh, that's giving the gays life. Right okay. Now. Um. So I think they would have bought into it a little bit more, but um, yeah, you know, I, I they bet you know they're gonna start filming this show again soon. If they don't get this Gypsy Rose Blanchard <laughs> on the fucking show, that that should be they would the gays would lose their minds. Uh-huh. If the Gypsy Rose decided to uh, grace Drew. Can you imagine this Gypsy Rose on the show? Anyway, let's get back to Charlize. Books and blessed. Book and blessed, for sure. Let me, let me, let's talk about this Charlize Theron. Yeah. I have never seen anything. Now, by the way, this Charlize Theron, what a, you know, Oscar winning A-list actress, uh-huh. whatever. I know they want to surprise the queens. Maybe they should have uh, told them first that she was coming in. And you know what, Nathan, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to play a clip. Okay. I didn't pull it, but I'll play it in post of her walking in the room. Oh, hello. Hello. Is anybody here? Hi. Welcome to the 
Now, Nathan didn't hear it because I didn't pull the clip. But what you would have heard, Nathan, is it's so embarrassing. She walks in and she goes, hi, anyone enter the door? Anybody home? I don't know what she says, right? And they're all like, ah. They start screaming because they know they're supposed to scream. And then she goes, it's me, Charlize Theron. And I go, oh, how embarrassing, how embarrassing. Charlize Theron. Yeah. How embarrassing. She say, this is who I am. Miley Cyrus she was dressed as a more. crew operator with like a fake yeah. beard on and, and Silky clocked it. Whereas Charlize is walking in and they're like still just doing their makeup. Lady Gaga walked in, <laughs> playing a man, didn't say hi to Lady Gaga. They're like, she really looks like Gaga. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they clocked it. This Charlize Theron wasn't there. And you can tell they're like, <gasps> who that? And they're like, yeah, but they're like, you could see. And she, had, she, she could read the room. And she's like, it's me, Charlize Theron. That's Oscar winning actress. Well, what's she been in lately? Show? It seems like Rue's only reference was Snow White and the Huntsman, or whatever Let that movie was. Here. Let me look. I know here. she did. She did Mad a uh, Mad Max, but like I was scratching my head. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up her IMDb. You know, it's also one of these things where, like, well, you know, I've read about this. So I can't remember who said this, but there was some actress who was like, once you hit forty, all you ever get are like grandma roles and witches. Mm. Let's see here. She's in Fast X, The School for Good and Evil, The Boys, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, The Adam oh, Family like 2. <sighs> yeah, all right. Maybe she... But here's the deal. You, you know, this is what's fucking so fucked up about Hollywood is, you know, you get to be a certain age and the um, roles dry up. So sad. That's why Ryan Murphy needs to make more movies. By the way, the Charlize there, I don't think she baked anything. Oh, she did not bake anything. Not at all. And also, she looks different. She looks good, but she looks different. I feel Charlize Theron is... Like, I don't know how I put, it, put this. She looked much thinner than she usually does. I feel like Charlize Theron is very voluptuous. The one that I remember. Ozempic, baby. It's, oh. it's a pandemic in Hollywood. All right. Let's move on to this talent show. Okay. It's spring break, and each queen gets one opportunity to showcase their talents on the main stage... Any big thoughts on the talent show? They started off with Morphine Love Dion. I'm going to tell you right. I'm going to even read about the lip. Here's what you have. Lip sync, lip sync, lip sync, <laughs> puppet show, lip sync, lip sync, opera. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the queens fell into that trap where they just did a lip sync, just like saying, like, I'm a drag queen. I slay. And, you know, yeah. I could go on a rant mm -hmm. about that, but I won't. Um, I was distracted no. by the presence of Derek. What the fuck was Derek doing there? Who, but now I don't know why I'm all like, has, does not look like Britney Spears anymore. What not happened? at all. No. Well, maybe Derek needs to go into a conservatorship because yeah, she <laughs> Derek, look great. Barely. <laughs> Derek barely. Derek <laughs> barely looks like Britney Spears now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So I actually, I, a lot of them, I was like, oh, that's it. I was like, oh, that's oh, that's it. Like Mirage, I was like, oh, I would love a prop, but you know, the dance move she did, we're, we're fine. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the puppet show because it was different. Although watching it, I was like, this isn't very hard. But like, I guess it doesn't need to be hard. It was effective. And I think Safira was the standout because it was different. I like the puppet show. And I liked, uh, I actually like Safira Crystal. Yeah, hers was good. Mm -hmm. Do you think she was actually singing those words in Italian or whatever? Or the words no, were just written? No, those weren't the words. It's, uh, <laughs> the... What the... Um... What's the name of that uh, opera aria? Um, 
Okay, so here are the lyrics in English, in Eric. It's Puccini, it's called Oh Mio Babino Caro. Okay, here we go. Oh my dear papa, I like him, he is so handsome. I want to go to Porta Rossa to buy the ring. Yes, yes, I want to go there, and if my love were in vain, I would go to the Ponte Vecchio and throw myself in the Arno. I am pining, I am tormented. Oh God, I would want to die. Father, have pity, have pity. Father, have pity, have pity. Mm, so similar. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the talent show? Yeah, no. So yeah, who did you think was the worst? Anybody that didn't do a puppet show or uh, sing opera. I will say this. I will give <laughs> extra credit to the Don. I thought that was a little more clever than other ones, at least. Yeah. Uh, at least there was something cu- clever about it. But other than that, I was like, I don't give a shit. Oh, I do want to say one thing. This fucking morphine... Right? The earlier in the show, she was like this. This morphine was just like, oh, this uh this Amanda, whatever her name is, Tori Meeting. She what a fucking cunt. She thought <laughs> you can see the neck you can see the neckline. What a fucking sloppy pig, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, wh- whatever, you can see the neck. It was it did look pretty bad, I will say that. But she's like, why not wear a necklace? Why not do that? That's what I'm talking about. These drag queens are horrible. This fucking bitch, you could see the zipper from Mars on the back. She's trying to be nude. And I'm all, you're judging this Amanda Tory meeting. It was like a fucking zipper you would see on a furry costume. They weren't even trying. Like, you don't see zipper. Like, when you were on the Disney cruise, did you see the big giant fucking zipper? Not you a saw zip. this big zipper. No. no, you don't see it at all. This fucking zipper. And which, again, I know. what, do you, what The zipper has to be somewhere, right? But like, the, the, don't judge this mandatory me. She's doing the best she can. She made it on the show. Shut the fuck up, Morphine. Thank you. And by the way, I have another speech I want to give. I'll save it for the end. I'm going to do it now. I'm telling you right now. I think this is the part. Remember you asked me why do I hate this Morphine? Yeah. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. She's acting like a fucking cunt. And look, maybe, look, and I don't blame her, right? Like, I, I've always had this dream. It's too late for me now, you know? But I've had this dream that I would totally do drag, and I would intentionally go on there and be the cuntiest, most rotted, uh-huh. horrible human being <laughs> yeah. that ever lived on this show, right? And then you know what I would do? I would never look at, I wouldn't even, probably delete my social media. This wouldn't even, this, whatever. Uh-huh. Fuck you. I'm not going to have social media. And I'm not going to ever do shows. I don't care. I'm just going to go on there and be the most rotted cunt ever. And there's no way any of you can get me because you don't even know where to find me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the part. If you're going to play the cunt, then you have to go all the way. Yeah. And so I already know. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be in two weeks. It could be in a month. I don't know when. This fucking bitch. This, this uh, what's her name? Morphine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to quit social media. Everybody <laughs> is so it. mean. Everybody can't believe this. Oh, they've seen horrible things to me. They called my parents and told them I'd be dragged. It's going to be, and they say mean things about me on Twitter. My be- and then all the other queens have to be like, hey, stop picking on morphine. Yeah. You know, mental health is important. You can see it. You, yeah. you, we're in season 16. <laughs> you know that these fucking queens are going to come for you and tell you to go back to Venezuela or wherever you're from. And the, the Nicaragua is Nicaragua, right? And um, and uh, go back to Nicaragua. We don't like you. We're going to deport you. Trump, yeah. build the wall. I don't know what they're going to tell her, right? And they're going to say, oh, you look like the brown M&M, the girl M&M. And they're going to say all these horrible things to her, right? 
And she's going to be like, oh, everyone's so mean to me. I know this. I know this. We've seen this script yeah. so many times. We're going to see it. <laughs> and that's what that's what gets me mad. It's like, like you go on there and you're calling people out and saying this and their neck and blah, 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 blah. You don't think that shit's going to get out? It's you don't gonna think people are going to know about that? And then she's going to be like, why are they mean to me? And that's the part. Why are they uh, reporting my uh, <laughs> account to Instagram and they've canceled it nine times? Because you act like a bitch. And I'm not saying they should do this. <laughs> who, who cares that much about drag race that you're swatting people on Instagram and shit like that, right? They call the police to her house now. Like, who's caring that much that you're doing that? But then don't put that. But then that's the problem. That's the cycle we go. And she's finally giving us. Yeah. Real cunt bitch realness. It's great. But then people attack them, and then you have this this totally uh, awful show because no, everyone's afraid to be mean. Anyway, what did you think of the looks? So, well, on morphine, I thought it was pretty disappointing. Like she, that towel dress. She was like walking down the runway, being like, "It's couture," and I was like, "It's a fucking towel dress." Like my my you stateroom attendant on the Disney cruise could have done that in two seconds. Like yeah, it was okay. not that good. It's funny. It's funny you say this, because I wrote this in my notes on the looks. Remember you were talking about Brooklyn earlier? The place? Now, Brook, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, the place. They, they talk about how they're from New York and, you know, art, you know, you know, uh, what's Clat? What was that again? What's that Club Legend Art Theater. Yeah, Club, remember that horrible song? Yeah. Oh, we're from New York and we're Club Legend. Remember that horrible song? It's horrible. Okay. Then they like today they talk, but they all have different kind of drag, right? But that's, but they, they, they brag it from New York. There's two places, and they're both represented here, is that when they go on Drag Race, it seems to be that's the only look they can do, is Miami and Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Like, we get it. You're from Las Vegas. You're, she, she better not do a fucking showgirl look every week with this yeah. fucking uh, Kahana Montrese. I don't want to <laughs> see that. All right? I don't want to see a goddamn Copacabana number every fucking week. And then and now she came out another. She was always oh, giving Miami. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to give you Miami, right? Two, well, one-way ticket back to Miami. <laughs> yeah, and okay, Amanda also looked terrible. Like, she looked better when oh, her face was I covered up in, in the bodysuit. Yes, I have that in my notes. She looked, the, the, the original outfit, I thought, oh, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. And then she did the reveal. It was Dreadful. almost like when the Beast turned into a man at the end of Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. You know, where you're, you're expecting the Beast to be this hot piece of shit. And then he the magic happens. You don't think and then he's, he's hot? horrible. No, he looks like actually he looks. What's funny? He looks like a mandatory meeting. <laughs> he does. <laughs> that's, that's what you're <laughs> The Beast, when he transforms back into a man, looks like a mandatory meeting. Yeah. That's what yeah. he should have done. He should have come out of the beast and then spun around and just been an mandatory meeting. Yeah. That would have been better. That would have been a better reveal yourself. And they stitched her up, putting her after Dawn, who also did purple makeup, but did it well. Because she looked yeah, dreadful. It, yeah. You're right. Okay. Any any other thoughts on the looks? Oh, and Tsunami was boring. It was just like three red dresses. I expected more from her. But everyone else is all right. Yeah. Q- I was wishing a real Tsunami would take me away. <laughs> Q was pretty good. Yeah, no, Q, Q is one to watch. I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Q's look was fantastic. I, I literally, and I was by myself and almost falling asleep, gasped <laughs> when she <laughs> did the reveal. Woke you up. Yeah. Sophia was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel every older black queen comes out in a look like that at some point. And, well, once they said, like, the boobs are a bit small, I was like, yeah, I see that. And that sort of took me out of it. 
Yeah. You know I'm a size queen. Any other thoughts on the looks? Uh, no. All right. On the main stage, judges give their opinions, but the queens have the power. One by one, the queens rank all six of their competitors' performances. After the voting, Rue reveals Safira Cristal and Q were named the top two queens of the week and will lip sync for the win and immunity. Plus, no queens going home this episode. The song... Break My Soul by Beyonce. In the end, Sophia Cristal is named the winner of the lip sync and receives $5,000 and immunity. Vaguely, we don't know when, but at some point in immunity. Nathan, this is, I'm very scared. Any final thoughts on this episode? No, but I don't think Charlize Theron baked those cookies. <laughs> I don't think she did. All right. Uh, on that note. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and e- deconstruct each and every brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. So, for Nathan Patrick Brown and myself. Where is my kitty? Have you seen my kitty? Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Nathan Patrick Brown has another podcast. It's called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Follow Joe Batanzi on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batanz. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S., Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Phil Sket Pony, Dufus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckerd, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stammen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert Moisey, Sarah Yu, Robin Agenberger, Runner Brandon, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, and Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media Podcast. 